0: City Sports Media, a podcast made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name's Armando, aka Hot Take Mondo, and today I'm doing a solo pod for you all today to give you an update on some Kansas City sports news. We got a lot going on, actually, which is great because this is normally the dead part of the summer when it comes to sports. Like, we usually don't have anything going on. And even in like national news, like sometimes there's NBA free agency, sometimes there's like some NFL free agency. But mainly, this is pretty much the dead part of the summer, which is why I normally just watch Hardwood Classics on NBA TV to get my sports fix. But we are in luck, Kansas City fans. We have a lot of great things happening in Kansas City. Some hope for two of our sports organizations, the Royals and the Chiefs. Uh, But before we do that, I'll explain what's going on today. So, uh, Reese is actually doing some Patreon content for us with Alex Nikolinko. I was also trying to wonder, does Alex have a nickname on this podcast? Alex, when you listen to this, just text me. Let me know if you have a nickname. But right now, I don't know if you have a nickname. So I'm just going to make nicknames for you on this pod. Uh, because I can talk about like the Royals pitchers for a long time. But I, I might as well just make up nicknames for you for the first like 20 minutes. And then we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff to kind of beef this podcast out. So number one <laughs> uh, nickname I have for you is Jonathan Taylor, Thomas Superfan for those of you that don't know, when Alex drafted Jonathan Taylor, Reese didn't know who he was. And I mean, to be fair, no one really knew who he was. So Reese was just like, hey, why did you draft Jonathan Taylor Thomas? You might remember that from the podcast, but uh, just had to do that story. So that's number one big nickname for Alex. Number two big nickname for Alex, Colt45. You know, his, his, his takes are not like a juicy IPA they're more like a Colt 45 especially when it comes to the Colts and uh, particularly Matt Ryan which we won't talk about here maybe maybe we can have Alex on the pod and we can have our big Jimmy G verse uh, Matt Ryan debate and then last but not least my favorite nickname is second best player in fantasy fanatic because he loves Jonathan Taylor but Jonathan Taylor's not even the best player in fantasy, and definitely will not be the best player in fantasy this year for fantasy football, uh, which I'm really excited for fantasy football, by the way. Um, I'll, you know what? Maybe I'll do another like fantasy manifesto this year, too, to kind of beef out the most boring month in sports, which is right now. Yeah, maybe like next week I can do a fun uh, fantasy football podcast, because... I feel like a lot has changed in fantasy football where it used to be very running back heavy and you would want to draft a running back in the first round. But things are really changing in fantasy football and not necessarily fantasy football, but in the NFL where you're just seeing a lot of like top heavy wide receivers that are getting just as many points as some great great running backs um but also the great running backs just they're getting injured they're not like running backs are not reliable and not that running backs were ever reliable but the top eight or like top eight to top 12 running backs used to be very reliable so much so that you would draft a top eight running back over a top three or four wide receiver but that's not really the case anymore so maybe i'll that's a little spoiler alert for maybe a future a future podcast about fantasy football but okay that's all the nicknames i have for alex anyway so um Yeah, Alex, let me know what you think. That was fun. You know what else is fun? Social media. So please follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are on, uh, what else are we on? We're on TikTok. So a lot of great stuff. Please like all the content. Follow us on all of, all of the content. Uh, but actually, most importantly, what we're trying to get at for the past few weeks is for you all to download our podcast. So remember, downloading is not just listening to it, but it's listening, but also clicking. There is a download button on all of these apps. So make sure that you actually download it. It's really important when we talk to um, advertisers because that's where they get a lot of their data, um, because we use your data when you download our podcast. Um, so please consider downloading it. Even if you don't listen to sports, I know I have a few friends out there that don't really care about Kansas city sports, but you care about me and I'm sure you do. Uh, so click that download button. You don't even have to listen to it. I mean, we'd love for you to listen to it, but you really don't have to, Uh, love, love a download. So what else do I have to say? And don't forget to Donate on Patreon. Uh, we work hard on Patreon. Well, at least Reese does. So Reese and Alex are doing their uh, Fast and Furious rewatchable series. I think they're on number four now, or maybe they're doing number three. I have to go check. Um, so they are rewatching every Fast and Furious and giving examples they they're they're a fun pair they're having a good time doing it so please if you do donate on patreon you will get that exclusive content not only will you get the fast and furious content but you're also going to get previous episodes that we've done uh we had season 0 which happened pre-pandemic and kind of in the middle of pandemic as well where we have some great episodes with um former founder Kyle as well crazy Kyle or whatever else we used to call him we have a lot of nicknames for him too um, Oh yeah, the Oracle on 39th Street, that was a fun one as well. Uh, So a lot of great content out there. So if you can donate $2 a month to the podcast, that would be wonderful. There's a lot of things that we want to do with the podcast, uh, but we definitely do need some money, do need some downloads. So please do what you can to help us out here on Fountain City Sports Media because we're just growing. We're just – actually, we're not just starting. We've been doing this for a while, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to expand. We're trying to get a lot of great people to come on. Uh, we are proud that we uh, now are friends with Wyatt Mills, who is a pitcher for the Kansas City Royals, which we're going to talk about the Royals soon. Uh, so hopefully we'll get um, we'll get Wyatt on soon. I think now that the Royals drama is subsiding, I think it'd be a good time to, to have Wyatt on, talk about the future of this team and kind of in a positive light because there is a lot to be hopeful about on this team. And why don't we just... Get right to it. All right, so recent news. uh, Right before the MLB trade deadline, we still have a couple more days, but still. The Yankees are sending three minor league pitching prospects to the Royals in exchange for 28-year-old Andrew Benintendi. And we are getting the following right-hand pitcher Beck Way, right-hand pitcher Chandler Chaplin, and left-hander TJ Sikama. So just on first glance, without going through the pitching prospects, I think this is a great move for Kansas city. I think something that we like can't really re- report on, like we don't have any evidence for it, but I know that there's probably a lot of drama in the Royals locker room. You know, you, we do have a lot of these great players who don't feel like they are getting their worth with the Kansas city Royals. And Andrew Benintendi was very vocal about it. In fact, he said he wouldn't get vaccinated Um, with the Kansas City Royals, but he would get vaccinated for a team that was looking like they were going to make the playoffs. Um, Yeah, without going like too into how weird that is to make a decision based on if a team is going to the playoffs, that obviously is not going to bode well for the locker room. You know, even though he might have some friends on the team, like... With chemistry like that, with like drama behind the scenes like that, where people are just waiting to get traded, there can't be a positive energy. And then also the Royals have just been very poor this year. So you combine that with personalities and people that are expecting to leave. um, No matter who we got in this trade, this was just good for Andrew Benintendi to go somewhere else. For this Royals locker room to heal. And for this Royals locker room to be hopeful for the future. Because that's what we want as fans. And I'm sure that's what the players want. So just off the bat, I think this was great. Like, good luck, Andrew Benintendi. Have fun with the Yankees. Uh, but we really didn't need that energy in order for us to, like, really grow as a team. And now looking at the pitching prospects, I'm very happy about the trade. So the three guys, Beck Way, Chandler Chaplin, and TJ Sycamore. The best one out of this group personally and just from researching and kind of looking at all their videos um, And reading articles about them is Beckway. I think Beckway is going to be the standout out of this group Um, I know uh, Chandler Chaplin's probably the biggest name But Beckway has the most potential to be a starter and to be a starter for the future on the Kansas City Royals So right now this year Beckway's been pitching 373 with 80 strikeouts in 72 innings, which is great Uh, He plays in high A ball uh, in New York and i think what what stands out with beck is that beck has a lot of different pitches and pitches that have great control because sometimes you'll have young pitchers that like have a good fastball because a good fastball will get you into the league and it'll get you into the minors. But then as they develop those other pitches, they do have command control issues. But something that we see from Beck Way is he has a vast pitching repertoire, but he also has great control on all of his pitches. So like I said, he has a fastball, it's a four-seamer, he's got a a slider, he's got a changeup, and he even has a cutter, which is pretty cool. So he has great control on all of these pitches. Again, very rare for a young pitcher to have that. But he also has a a great slider that he can throw out of the zone he's ahead two strikes so it's great to have that variety especially when you go to the big leagues because you can't live and die on your fastball you can't live and die on even like a second pitch you have to have that third and that fourth pitch especially if you're going to make the rotation and Beckway is one of those dudes that you definitely see a lot of potential in Um, and again I know we've seen potential in young pitching stars that come to Kansas City and it never pans out but I think one of the reasons they don't pan out is because they're still trying to develop that third or fourth pitch or even that second pitch you know we're talking about Asa Lacey and some of these other guys that you know were very good in college uh, but they never really developed and you know people have said um, Aldridge you know is he is he the reason for it Uh, but again I think the writings on the wall that Cal's probably going to leave pretty soon. Um, if you listen to Locked On Royals, I actually uh, really like R- Ryland Styles and Ryland uh, had some good info and just said, you know, I from what I'm hearing, it is a matter of time that Cal's going to be gone. Um, whether it's this year, whether it's next year, all to say that Beckway doesn't have to rely on Cal to develop that third and fourth pitch. Like he has it in his repertoire, and he just needs reps. He needs to be comfortable in what he's doing, um, and you know. Uh, i forget who else i listened to but another like pitching prospect podcast um that also did an instant reaction on this trade they also said you know what beck beck way does have um the biggest potential for this kansas city rotation um they're saying his ceiling could be like a solid third pitcher in the rotation which is what which is what would be great, because like right now, look at look at Brady Singer. Brady Singer's been pitching really well. In fact, this month, there's only five players in Royal Royal's history that have forty-two strikeouts in a month, and Brady Singer is one of those. So we're seeing great strides in Brady and something that we've seen from him just inconsistently. So if we can get him there, if we can get Keller there, we don't need all these guys to like to strike gold on. We really just need one of these guys to strike gold, and then it's going to be a very good trade for Kansas City. Also because I know Kansas City's not done. Like, in the, I'm sure once this podcast goes up, you're going to see another like bold trade that the Royals do in order to boost the farm system. So stay tuned for all of that. But my money's on Beckway. I can't wait to see him. I can't wait for him to be in the rotation, um, to be with our buddy Wyatt Mills uh, there in the bullpen too. that will be great. All right, another guy that we got here is Chandler Chaplin. Chandler, some characteristics about this dude. He's got a a great uh, mid-90s fastball. He also has a mid-80s slider. Um, I think he'll end up being like a good reliever in the bullpen eventually. I don't know how many more years he'll need, Uh, but just this past season he's had 94 strikeouts in 74 innings, and he also has really good velocity on his slider. In fact, a huge velocity on his slider. Uh, Again, another trait that sometimes we don't see in young players, and we don't see in young Royals like farm players. So this is A great addition. Hopefully he pans out as well. Uh, Last but not least, we have uh, Mizzou, homegrown. TJ Sykema, who was a first-round pick in 2019. Uh, TJ also very similar. He has three solid pitches um, and also some great command. Unfortunately the thing for TJ is TJ was plagued with injuries um, early on in 2019 and he's really struggled to kind of get out of that and get into a healthy funk. Um, but when he's healthy, he is great. In fact, you know, the reason why we've put him in the package to for Andrew Benintendi is in the last three, three starts that he's had he's only had two in run runs, 29 strikeouts, and three hits. And he had only been pitching for 14 innings. So like That's a really good stretch for someone that I know, you know, Dayton Moore and all the guys up up in the front office. Love to see things like that, especially with our dicey pitching core and with our dicey farm system right now, which is so unfortunate because, you know, we have like seven pitchers that can be amazing. And unfortunately, a lot of them haven't panned out. So you just keep rolling the dice because we do have some great young hitters. We do have a great offense, which was not the trait of Kansas City you know, twenty eighteen through twenty twenty, but now we're seeing a new identity of this of this Kansas City Royals team, which is great. And now what we're missing is the solidification of the bullpen and solidification of a rotation. And these are some great guys that can come in, not day one, but come in and really develop, and maybe they might pan out. So I, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm gonna give this trade a B because it's not you know this isn't a home run. We're not getting like the reincarnation of Albert Pujols or like Roy. Holiday. Um, we're getting some guys that might pan out, you know, and might be really good players. And that's all you can ask for right now in this rebuild. Let's keep trading p- players. I'm sure Wit's gonna be gone soon. Um, some other people might I mean Scott Barlow might be gone. There there's a lot of veterans on this team where in the beginning of the season we thought we were gonna make a playoff push and we're not, and I get it, you know, maybe it's not fair to some of these guys that wanted to make the push. So fine, let's flip them. Let's flip them for some young guys. Let's get a youthful core in here to be excited about. Of course, we're excited about Bobby Witt. We're excited about Vinny, MJ, all these dudes that are just a Nick Prado, of course. You know, we got a very good young offensive core. Now, if we can get this, you know, pitching rotation going, we can get a solid bullpen. I think this is going to be a very, very exciting team for years to come. And again all you can ask for. So let's go ahead and take a quick break here. We'll we'll come back in a sec. We'll talk a little bit beer, and then we're going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs to wrap it up. This is a shorter pod today, uh, but just wanted to put some content out there because this is uh, kind of big news, you know, for us to be hopeful about the Kansas City Royals, be hopeful of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, stay tuned. Be back in a bit. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back to finish out the podcast We're going to talk a little bit beer and then we're going to finish it out with some chiefs training camp news Uh, Well not really training camp news, but some chiefs news Uh, But yeah, so I don't want to review beer today not in the beer mood right now But I will talk about craft beer because we talk about craft beer on here. and I think it's kind of cool So there's a Japanese craft brewery and tech company that's going to simulate making beer on the moon and Mars, which is kind of cool. So basically what they're gonna do is they have a machine called the AMAS. So it is hoped that the AMAS will be used by research organizations to test the effects of different gravities on planet life to determine their potential as crops when colonizing location locations such as a lunar and a Marshall surface but also as a tool for private companies, as a way to create revenue for the space industry as a whole. So the brewery's name is Derailer, and it's going to be the first private company to make use of the Amaz machine. And they'll be brewing yeast that will be cultivated inside it under a gravity equal to the moon and of Mars. Um, So as you know, like you need gravity in order to produce yeast and to... Uh, use yeast in the brewing process so it'll be interesting to see what the yeast culture that they bring out from like the gravity level that is equivalent to mo- the moon and mars I, I am no scientist i can barely like keep time in my music when i sing opera um, so i can't tell you what it's going to taste like or what this means for the beer but i think that's pretty cool um is there better use of our like space time absolutely but hey we love craft beer what's better than some moon yeast um and there's a like the potential for really cool space labels for beers is going to be absurd like there's already moon dust there's already you know all these different hops that have like lunar names to them that craft breweries capitalize on, but the potential for moon yeast is So crazy for marketing. So I look forward to what that's gonna look like and Good luck making that beer derailer send us some of that beer if you I'll, I'll tag you on this post and maybe you can uh, You can send us some moon yeast. You can send us some moon beer love to see how it tastes. All right um, So that was our beer uh, fill for the day and so now let's finish it off with some kansas city chiefs news so just yesterday a veteran defensive end carlos dunlap is going to sign a one-year deal worth up to eight million dollars for the kansas city chiefs per his agent drew rosenhaus who is not our favorite but hey he gave us a defensive end so uh, we'll take it now it's also important for us to realize that a lot of this contract actually half of it is reported to be incentives. So it's really only going to be about $4 million on the books, which makes sense because we just gave Travis Kelsey a raise on the back end of his contract, um, and we didn't have that much cap space left anyway. So this kind of just fits perfectly in for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, This is a big addition for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's bigger news than what we're saying it is. You know, Of course, it's not Miles Garrett. It's not whoever you want, TJ Watt. Um, but Carlos Dunlap works perfectly for this system right now. I think I think the biggest thing um, is it helping George Karloftis. Not that George Karloftis was going to be bad as a starter week one, but I think this gives him a little more wiggle room to really embrace the spags defense to embrace the way that he utilizes the defensive line i mean not that it's abnormal the way he uses the line but there is a lot of rotation which is atypical to some standard lines so i think it's going to be great for carlos dunlap to be in there to so that George Karloptis can grow in this system and can take his time. He doesn't have to rush. He can really figure out what it's like to be with Chris Jones, to be with Frank Clark, and then whoever's going to be the middle guy, whether it's uh, Dana, Tershawn Wharton, And really develop that chemistry because we don't need Karloftis to be productive week one, week two, week three. We're really going to need at the back end of the season and, of course, in the playoffs. And having a guy like Carlos Dunlap is going to be huge for the playoffs. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, for what we know, he's a great locker room guy. And having that veteran presence, especially on that defense, not having Honey Badger... Um, you know, having a character issue guy like Frank Clark, um, Chris Jones not being the like a total locker room guy, like a real vocal leader. I think Carlos Dunlap can round out that locker room and really hold some of these guys responsible like Frank Clark, like George Karloftis. Um, and also he's huge. He, he's he's a spags guy. He's 6'6", 285 pounds. Like this is a big guy on the line and can bring pressure to the quarterback. Just last year he had eight and a half sacks with 14 Q- hits and he was not I don't even think he was the starter in Seattle Uh, that's more than our starter Frank Clark who had four and a half sacks last year so that's already a big improvement not that he's Melvin Ingram but he I think he's a really great uh, replacement for Melvin Ingram on this team right we're not paying a lot of money we're paying him pretty good money he's a veteran he can get to the quarterback I think he really wants to get a ring so not that this is like an A-plus signing, but it's very close. I'd say this is an A signing for us to have um, Carlos Dunlap. And if he does well, it's really going to free up some space for Frank Clark. I think my biggest question mark is Frank Clark. Because we know that people are going to probably still double-team Chris Jones, which is then going to free up a lot of space for Frank Clark. So if people are like clogged in the line... I feel like Frank Clark is the guy that can make big strides because our line is hopefully solidified, right? This last year was like Chris Jones um, coming back into defensive uh, in, into defensive tackle, leaving defensive end, and really solidifying back into that role. Well, now now we have a pretty good chemistry with him, Mike Dana, with Turchon Warden, um, uh, you know, these glue guys that I think um, – have really made an identity for themselves you know it's definitely the weakest part of our eh, maybe not the weakest part but it's a weaker part of our defense and having carlos dunlap has filled this huge hole that we had there i you know if you go back to you know where we need people. I would say safety was probably you know the secondary was our biggest concern, but we filled a lot of that in the draft. You know, getting Justin Reed as well. I I feel pretty secure there. It was really that last spot, that defensive end spot, that I didn't want to pressure George Karloftis to be in, and now he's not pressured to be in there. Um, so I think this is great for the team. I like him as 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 one of our glue guys. Uh, I'm very excited to see what this defensive line is going to bring. We're not elite there, uh, but we are elite on the other side, and that's going to be very nice. Uh, let's see what else we have here. I think I think that's gonna wrap it up. Yeah, I'll wait till next week to maybe talk a little more with Reese. Um, we'll see what else we have for you next week. But let's leave it there. I'm sure we're gonna get into training camp and, and who's standing out, who's not standing out, um, who we thought was gonna be great. Uh, I'm honestly I'm actually watching more videos of George Pickens than I am of anybody on our team. He looks so good in Pittsburgh. I wish we had George Pickens, but that's another podcast for another day. But why don't we leave it there, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again for listening. I know this is a shorter pod. hope you liked it. Please download, like. Uh, we will see you again next week. I will have the recent incarnate, and hopefully we have a nickname for Alex Nikolenko. Till then, peace. We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Fountain City Sports Media. This podcast is brought to you by listener support, so consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com FCSM to gain access to premium content including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews.